today we're talking about Halo. Welcome to Pop Culture Catechism. Conversations about music, movies, and the longings of the human heart. Let's get started. What is the difference between fundamentalism and faith? Between superstition and belief? Between devotion and domination? What if I am a soldier devoted to a cause? Do I ever lose myself to the cause? Can I be so devoted to something that I actually lose myself in it? What if the people I encounter so alien to me that I can't even see any good in them. But what if I do see some good in them? How do I respond then? And when the person I thought was my enemy is maybe not so different from who I am. What do we do when we come up against technologies that seem to change the way the world works? Artificial intelligence, terraforming, cloning, eugenics. What if they have really, really huge benefits for our world, but they also come with a price. These are all themes and questions that are tackled and brought up through one of the biggest gaming franchises of all time, Halo. Uh, we're going to talk about Halo today. I am joined today by somebody I know very well, and you know his work very well, but you have never seen him on camera before on my show. This is Ethan Nagy. He is my man in the chair. Did I pronounce your last name right? Yes, that was okay. correct. That's yes. good. Yeah. yeah, very good. So he is my man in the chair. He is normally off to the side and he edits all the shows he produces all the shows films all the shows he is uh you i appreciate you so much ethan not just for your skill in well i'll talk i'm going to talk more about ethan in a second and how much i appreciate him uh but anyway if you don't know who i am my name is mike tenney i'm a catholic speaker and worship leader from washington dc i spent over a decade teaching catholic high school theology also trying to make it big as a rock star at night and now i'm blessed to speak to thousands of people each year through events all over the place and through this show pop culture catechism this is pop culture catechism the gospel according to pop music in movies and also shows and today Video games. This is the second video game we've yeah. done. We did God of War back in our first season with Taylor Schroll of Forte Catholic. Technically is, three because of the competition with, with Jonathan Oh, Blevins. yeah, we had John Blevins on yeah. and we talked about video games too. But, but this, this is like yeah, actual game talk. Actual games yeah. of, of a specific game. Yeah, you're right. Thank you for it. See, he knows my show better <laughs> than I do. And that intro I've heard a thousand times. Yeah, a thousand <laughs> times. Yeah, not just when I've said it, but when you're editing it. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so if you have not listened to this show a thousand times, then uh, what you need to know is that our goal by the end of this episode is not just to help you have a greater appreciation of Halo and the stories and the awesome game that it is, but also to have some actionable, tangible ways that you can know God's love and live God's love better in your life. So that's our promise to you by the end of this episode is you're going to have some takeaways so that when we unplug and take out our earbuds and turn off our phones and tablets and go out in the real world, we're actually able to love the people in our lives better and live with the love of God in our hearts. A special thank you to our patrons who make this show possible through popculturecatechism.com and the Awaken Catholic app. Welcome to the show. 
Thank Man you. behind the curtain, yes. Ethan Nagy. Yes, some call so. me the Wizard of Oz now. Yeah. Since we have <laughs> curtains now, we do have curtains. Yeah, uh, we are we are yeah. in the the brand new Awaken Studio, Awaken yes. Theater. We've we had a, a couple events this week with Christopher West and Mike Mangione. Yes, uh, we did an episode. We recorded an episode of this show with Mike on Pearl Jam. Yes, um, and then Nick and I recorded Nick Dilatore, who founded Awaken Catholic. He and I did an episode of his show, The Awaken Catholic Show. Yeah, it's all he, about you. All about me. And then <laughs> we did an episode with Nick. And Christopher West oh, which, with a live studio audience. That was the event. That was the event. Oh man, we did a concert with Mike too, but um, yes. But this place was packed. It was just full of people. Like it was, it just the room felt electric. It was awesome. Yes. So um, glory yeah. be to God. Glory That's be to the God. The only thing I can say. It's the only thing I've been mystified by. Yeah, and so. we were we were up till like one thirty the night before here at the studio. I was <sighs> I was running cable through the ceiling. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know what covered you were doing. In, covered in. I was covered in insulation. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, what you were doing is above my pay grade. I'm not smart enough. <laughs> Not much, yeah. so, actually. So, Ethan, I know, I know that you are a very talented uh, video editor. Uh, you're also a great musician. You lead worship oh, yes. here in town in Bowling Green. Um, I enjoyed you singing with me at the beginning of this episode. And I also appreciate you because you are often my sounding board. Oftentimes, podcasters talk about how podcasting can be a very lonely thing because it seems like you're shouting into the void. And unless yep. somebody gives you a review Feedback. or a rating on an Apple yeah. podcast or sends you a message on Instagram or something like that, a lot of times you don't know if anyone's listening or if they are listening, what do they think about it? And so oftentimes you are my sounding board for – especially because – I'm getting, I'm getting a little old. I'm not, as, I'm not as hip as, as the young kids anymore. Um, and so you often provide that young adult perspective for me of like, oh, this is what people are into. This is what people are listening to, watching. Uh, and also, you just have a heart for the Lord. So, so, so often, uh, you are my sounding board, and you are somebody that has provided just invaluable feedback to me on the episode. And also you helped me do fun, like fun cold opens. Like I did with my wife for princess bride. Exact when I was thinking of, yeah. yeah. So you've, you've helped me do it. And all, all the green screen stuff, like on the Spider-Man episode and the, the Indiana Jones episode, you've, you've helped me with so much of that. So I, I really, I appreciate your skills. I appreciate you even more as a person. So well, I am blessed to, yeah, you know, the microphone is <laughs> yeah, in the way. Awkward high five uh, behind yeah. the microphone. Um, I am blessed to be able to have you in my life. I'm blessed to be able to have this mission. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't think I don't think my younger self would have ever have thought that mm -hmm. I would have ever been in this position before. Yeah, um, so tell us a little bit about, about yourself. You're you're from yeah, Bowling Green, Ohio? Uh, yeah, uh, so uh, born in Toledo, raised in Perrysburg, suburb of Toledo, mm -hmm. um, and uh, pretty much have been there my entire life. Mm -hmm. um, went to BG. We are currently in BG, Bowling Green, Ohio. Um, went to Bowling Green State University mm -hmm. um, and uh, studied media there. Great. Um, originally was going to be on the radio. Yeah. Um, yeah, not specifically as the voice person, but the mm -hmm. person behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and uh, But yeah, through that, um, uh, you know, uh, yeah. How long have you been working here at Awaken? Oh, geez. A year and a half? October 2021. All right, so like, yeah, so like almost, year and a half. Yeah, a year yeah, and a half. Yeah, yeah, Going almost two years. So, you, and you and I have done a ton of episodes, oh, so many together. And this this man, he he works hard and he puts his heart and soul into things. So I try. Uh, I've been trying to do a Halo episode for yeah. a while, and I, I love that you were you were like <laughs> very very like tr much trying to be like. You know, Mike, you, we we don't have to do this, but if you wanted to, here's a bunch of ideas about Halo. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, when I come out, we're going to do it. So uh, we're talking about Halo. So if you don't know what Halo is, it's one of the biggest video games 
of all time. There's been at least six or seven games across various yeah. mm-hmm. platforms, yeah. uh, mostly for Xbox, Microsoft, that like yep. was the flagship yep. game for Xbox and the Xbox 360 and the yep. Xbox One. It is like the game. It's like Super Mario Brothers is to Nintendo as Halo, Halo is to is X- Microsoft to, yeah. to Xbox. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, I remember playing it. As like a sophomore in college, tells you how old I am. Yeah, right. And uh, probably when it first came out, right? Yeah, when it, when it first came out <laughs> on the Xbox, and I was like, "What is this Xbox thing?" And I remember playing it, and be mm. like, "Whoa!" Because it, it was, I think, it was largely influenced by like other first-person shooters, like uh, Wolfenstein and uh, especially Doom, and especially GoldenEye. Yes. And yep. GoldenEye, when I was in high school, was like the thing. It was the first like real multiplayer. Yeah, split <laughs> screen, play, right? Yeah, four-way oh, yeah. split screen on a TV that was. Like, <laughs> Yeah, inches. CRT, right? You'd oh have like gosh. a little like three inch square. Everyone's right? up against the screen. And you're you know? yelling at each other, stop screen watching. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, screen like, peek. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, wow. but Halo came out and all of a sudden you could play over the internet with yes. other guys in my dorm. And it was it was just it took first person shooters to the next level. Like uh, first person shooters, especially in that time. We're, we're getting such a bad rap it's just it's just violence it's just violence video games and this had a real story to it it had a real humanity to it it had a, a, a real like huge landscapes it wasn't just like boxy hallways it was huge gorgeous worlds canyons and uh yeah i just i just replayed the original halo just a, a few months ago like remastered and yes. I was just like, oh, this is such a good game it still holds up and I, it revolutionized gameplay for so many games because of the dual sticks oh yeah instead of just the instead of the stick just Middle. moving you <laughs> in the direction there was one stick for movement and one for looking and it's 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 hard to play at first but then it's so intuitive once you get it and pretty much every game is like that now that's yeah. that's just how every yeah. game works and yeah, it's because of halo yeah, yeah. so I, I remember like first trying to play halo like that and i was like this is weird but then once i got it I was like oh this make this is so much better than Golden <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's it's like the N sixty four controller, which you use the camera what with the buttons, yeah, right? The yellow the buttons. Yellow yeah. buttons. Yeah, oh, so to like sidestep to strafe sideways, you <sighs> had to like move your hand and press a button to go sideways. And, now, how did you play it? Did you play like the sixty four like yeah, that? Was, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Like There's this. the yeah. Uh huh. So weird. Yeah. So yeah. the the Xbox controller really really revolutionized things. So uh, let's talk a little bit about what we love about Halo. So what do you what do you love about Halo? Uh, just artistically. I mean, yeah. I mean, you said you know uh, the grandscapes, right? Um, I think I think it does a really good job at capturing like. Oh, it's it's funny because war is supposed to be you know like grimy and like you know not fun yeah but like it captures really the beauty of war as terrible as that sounds um you know uh with like all the plasma rifles and stuff like that like um and and just like the atmosphere right that's like halo 3 odst is my favorite one of the bunch a fun fact because because of the atmosphere that it catches which is actually Mm -hmm. grim like Mm -hmm. that's like you know um but like the city is all falling apart yeah yeah yeah. and it's just like uh, the the muse and that's the other thing right that's the other artistic thing i love about it marty o'donnell and uh michael salvatore Mm. that's who did the score amazing yes yeah the score for the game Halo, the music yeah. is glorious, it was gorgeous. Like, yeah, and it, that was groundbreaking too. Was like this, oh, yeah. like the voice acting oh. and the score are like cinema level. Yes, and they're so good. Yeah, it's like a movie. you're, yeah. you're playing a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's. I mean, that's just a couple of the mm-hmm. things. And I think I think they were wise to take the first person sh- person shooter genre out of 
like we're not shooting people you know like i think that i think that got it out of the realm of it, like it's still violent but yep. you're like shooting robots or shooting like little little green aliens and you right. know which is it's, it's still violent but i think it's <laughs> it removes it a step it's yes. it's yeah more star star warsy you know right so, yeah right yeah absolutely mm-hmm. um another thing i really love is just the it raised moral questions yep about you know master chief is this they call him Spartans, right? Yep. And he's yep. this genetically modified, like bred yep. soldier. And then he's augment, he's an augmented cyborg. Yep. And he's he's supposed to kind of be. He's, some see him as a tool. Some see him as just a machine. Yep. But then he's still got this humanity within him. And then there's artificial intelligence with Cortana. And Cortana has become Microsoft's AI. In oh, real, yeah, in that's real right. Life. Yeah, like, the Windows PCs, Siri, right? Siri, Siri is to Apple, and Alexa is to Amazon. Google is to Google. I guess it's just Google. <laughs> but Google Cor- Assistant. But Cortana is to Microsoft. Like, Cortana came from <laughs> Halo. She's yeah. the AI in Halo. Yeah. Uh, scantily clad oh, <laughs> AI yeah. in Halo. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, but she... Uh, yeah, just the idea that she has a personality and that there's this real relationship developing between this genetically bred cyborg and this AI, but yet is one of like total, total like love mm-hmm. and respect and yep. just like they, they totally honor each other. It's, uh, it's really beautiful. Yeah. 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 I'm, there's, uh, you know, you know, you touched on something that I really want to get into, but I have a feeling you're going to keep us going. So, yeah. So, anything else artistically that you love about Halo before we. Go further. I think we. I think I touched fairly everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I? Can I, what's your favorite Halo game? That's it, Halo Three ODST. ODST. Yeah. ODST. Yeah. I mm-hmm. like. I think the simplicity of like how short it is mm-hmm. like really helps it. Yeah. Like I can replay it several times and not get bored. Mm-hmm. So I, I Halo Two I think is my favorite. I was also really good at Halo Two. Ah, uh, it was probably the pro- your prime, right? That was my prime. Uh-huh, yeah. Halo, Halo 2, Two was my prime, and I I was really sneaky with the dual wielding. That was the first first oh, person yeah. shooter dual oh, wielding. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I just had a few different techniques where like my friends would get so mad at me. I was <laughs> like I didn't have an Xbox, just my my roommate did, um, and I was. I was pretty good at Halo 2. Kick ass at it. <laughs> I was pretty darn good at it. Um, so, yeah, when I played the other Halo games, I was like, oh, this isn't as good. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and just the, the story ends on a cliffhanger. It's yes. like It's like Empire Strikes Back. You yeah, know, You get absolutely. to the end and it's like, what's going to happen? The Covenant are coming to Earth, you know? Like, <laughs> what are we going to do? Right, yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay, so in terms of thematically and spiritually – a lot of this came out of Ethan's brain. He's really he's really the hero behind this episode. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to you, and then you can pass it back to me when you're ready. But you said the first theme you want to talk about is this idea of soldiers, soldiers as men, soldiers as myth, as machines, and as monsters. What are you talking about, Ethan? Well, so like I I think, and you kind of touched at it in your intro, mm-hmm. but this idea of like. Um, and a lot of this was also inspired by we went or there was an event uh, made for more. It's a Christopher West event. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently, it very brought up a lot of core elements of this of this Spartan program. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a program by the government. Right. The UNSC. And they are all abduct, uh, abducted children. Yeah. Um, and, uh, which actually goes into flash cloning as well. Oh yeah. So they, Uh. you know, as they were stolen, 
they were all, you know, given, you know, whatever, blood sample or whatever, and they were all flash cloned Mm -hmm. so that, you know, no one would know that the government did this. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, those flash clones are not perfect and would all, almost all of them would die. Yeah. Um, But you might get one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a lot how how real cloning works in real life. Right. Is to get one healthy clone, you're going to produce... Lots of deformed ones that are going to die. Right. Well, and and that's, what does that say about human dignity? And right? that was another thing with the process, with the Spartan process, was mm-hmm. that there would be, that's why they had so many children, mm-hmm. because some children, the process was so grueling. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, you know, you were saying cyborg. No, it's much worse than that. Like, it was literal augmentations to yeah. their body, yeah. right? It was like literally, they would be like stuff shoved into their bones, right? So that mm-hmm. they wouldn't break as these, like, yeah. just. Horrible experiments, right? And um, and uh, yeah. So, barring that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, terrible, right? Um, but this idea of that they're all replaceable, mm-hmm. right? They're all actually. Well, I mean, actually thinking about it just now, the lore like very much not replaceable because well, John's not replaceable. Master right. Chief is not yeah. replaceable um, he, because but, he discovers his humanity. Right. Well, yes, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so but so yeah, they're replaceable, repeatable, right? Mm-hmm. Um and um and usable for that. Usable, reason. right. Usable and thrown um, away. Yeah. And and so like that to me is like very like dis- disturbing mm-hmm. because like as as I mean I've never been to war thank God. Yeah. Um but like you know, I've watched Band of Brothers. I've seen some terrible things that have happened in our past. Yeah. And, like, to treat them as just items, as yeah. tools to be used, it's downright wrong. Yeah. Um, well, and we normally think of that in, in the Catholic faith through the theology of the body, which is the, the teaching of our Pope, two popes who go John Paul II, and then Christopher West is a, a famous speaker on those topics, if you're not familiar with that, listeners. Um John Paul II said that the opposite of love is not hate. That's like the opposite of passion, right? Instead of this passion attracting you to someone, it's this passion like where you reject someone and don't like them. So instead of like attraction, it's a revulsion. That, that's that's the op- that's what hate is the opposite of. Um, but the opposite of of hate, instead of being, or I'm sorry, the opposite of love, instead of being self-sacrificial and self-giving to the person, is to use them. Uses the, to use someone is the, as an object mm. rather than as a person. Rather than to love them as a person, that's the opposite of love is to use them as an object. Mm. And we often think of that in terms of like lust, like you know, a man and a woman um, are using each other sexually for the physical and emotional pleasure they get, rather than coming together in like a total self gift, which is open to children in the in the covenant of marriage. But also, like we can totally use one another in other ways. We can use one another economically. We can use one another militarily. There's all sorts of ways in where human beings, we fail to recognize the dignity of one another and we use each other as a means to an end rather than as a good and an end in and of itself. So, um, and I think that comes through very strongly. And even the the characters, they come to greatly respect Master Chief. Mm-hmm. And we did at the end of Halo Four, we just watched the scene a few minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, the it's like the admiral or the captain. Yeah, he comes to like comfort. Master Chief and Master Chief is like sir and he salutes and he's like at ease I feel weird with you saluting me like you are the hero that has saved humanity so many times but it's like you are like you're really special <laughs> you know and people have this great respect and reverence and, uh, for him um, so I th- 
think that's really beautiful. I mean, even the aliens had a respect for him, yeah. right? Uh-huh. They called him demon, right? <laughs> like, 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 uh, like. That to me is like, like even when the opposite side knows mm-hmm. of your myth and knows of your legend, mm-hmm. and has respect for you, it might mm-hmm. not be the same kind of respect yeah. as mm-hmm. as Lasky had for him, mm-hmm. but you know this idea of of like he is known, like maybe it's like that, like you know looking and not seeing, right? Mm-hmm. Is that a lot of people look at him and and look. You know, know the things, but they uh-huh. don't really truly see John, see mm-hmm. right? They see Spartan One One Seven. Yeah, and how often do we look at each other without seeing? Yeah, this is this is a Christopher West thing that we got the other. I'm night. sorry. Yeah. I, I, it's <laughs> no, it's be, good. Yeah. It, well, and it's good that this this is like penetrating our hearts because it reminds us that you look at objects, but we should see people. Absolutely. Right, and it takes remind takes us it reminds us to take time to stop and really see the person and to see their dignity. And again, as John Paul II says, like so much, many of the problems of the world and he, he, he's talking about this in regards to pornography. He says like the problem with pornography is not that it shows too much, but that it shows too little. And so often it's not that we see too much of a person, but that we see too little on social media. It's not that we're seeing too much of all their different outfits yeah. of all the different places they've been. It's that we're seeing actually too little. Yeah. We're just seeing the highlights that they let us see, right? Yeah. We're not actually seeing who they really are, and we think we're still connected to all these people that we went to high school with and went to college, but like, when was the last time we had a real conversation with them? And you would probably be closer to that person if you had a five-minute conversation at your 10-year high school reunion than if you followed them for 10 years on social yep. media. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I have thought about that very much so. And so much of our world is seeing, is looking without seeing. Yep, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's like, that to me is like, you know, at least to me as a core part of what Halo is. Yeah. Uh, this uh, line that, uh, so Master Chief at the end of Halo 4, he's he's mourning, spoilers, by the way. Yes, of course. <laughs> but you, you should go and play the game. Go if you haven't, please go play so them. But. Um, so he's mourning Cortana. Yep. And he says, you know, it's, it's, it's the cost of, of being a soldier. He's like, that's our job as soldiers, to protect humanity no matter the cost. And uh, oh, what does Lasky say to him? He says, uh, "He's like we're he- like right." You, you talk about soldiers and humanity as if they're two different oh. things. Oh, you talk yeah. about soldiers and humanity as if they're two oh. different things. And Lasky's reminding him of his his humanity. Mm. Is like soldiers are humanity. Yeah, you know, isn't they're not just a means to an end of yeah. humanity. They are humanity. Soldiers are the end. Yeah, you know. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I think that's that's beautiful. And 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 we can take that on in so many different ways, even if we're not. A soldier. I mean, how many mothers of children do I know that see themselves as like, you know, for my children oh, at any cost, yeah. right? Neglecting themselves, themselves. right? Yeah. And I, you know, I'm a stay-at-home dad most of the time too. It, it happens to me too. Yeah. But like, you f- you forget, like you're you're also a child, right? Mom, dads, you know, work, you know, yeah. you are also a child. If you're even if you're grinding away at your job for the good of your children, like you too are a child yeah. who deserves to be loved. And 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 supported and provided for. I mean, people know? even do it with their friends. Yeah, you know, like okay. like people put their friends in front of their own desires mm. and own like lives. Yeah, and you know, can for you can forget about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that I love Jesus's commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. Oh, there's yes. the commandment to love oh, yourself yeah. as a child of God. Yeah. Um. So Saint Bernard. Of Clairvaux, one of his beautiful teachings is he calls it like the stages of love, and he says, mm. kind of most of us are um, 
or, or all of us because we're, we're born broken through original sin and corrupted through original mm-hmm. sin, but still good at the core. Mm-hmm. But he says, because we're born with this brokenness, we start off like, just like loving ourselves. You know, and you think mm-hmm. of little kids, like they're, they're pretty selfish, you know? <laughs> and, they, and he says, then we get to a point where we, we learn to love other people, but it's most of the time because it's a way of loving ourselves. So mm-hmm. we learn to love the other people in our family because our parents have taught us to through rewards and punishments. And mm-hmm. we learn to love other people because they love us back in kind of this transactional way. And he says that's, that's where probably the majority of people stop in their progress in the spiritual life. But he says where we need to get to level three is we love other people because God loves them. Right. And then the last stage is we love ourselves because God loves us. And he's like, very few saints get there in this life entirely, completely. Probably almost nobody gets there in this life entirely where we, we love with, with no deceit, no self-interest at all. And only by the grace of God do we get there. And some of the saints have come really close. Um, but what I've found is so often, especially with work with young people and students, a lot of times focusing on that fourth step of loving ourselves because God loves us, taking on that child role, if by focusing there, even if we'll never get there in this life, mm-hmm. that can really help us start to love ourselves mm-hmm. if we don't love ourselves. It's focusing on, yes, I'm a son, I am a daughter of the one true king, as Matthew uh, Matthew West says in that song. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Okay, um, anything else that we need to hit on that theme of uh, the soldier? No, I, I, think we've, I think we hit most of the themes. Yeah. All right, cool. So the second theme you wanted to talk about is the aliens. Which you were leading into perfectly, mind you. Okay. Yeah, you were leading perfectly into okay, it. Okay, so, yeah. so well, make the transition. Well, because you, um, oh, what were you saying? Like loving, right? Yeah. Loving in a way that is meaningful, right? Mm-hmm. And so with aliens, right? Mm-hmm. So specifically in this instance, I'm talking about mm-hmm. the the um, connection between Arbiter and Chief. Okay, so if right? you haven't watched Halo, a little bit of decoding for you, yes. okay? So the humans are being attacked by this alliance of alien races called the Covenant. Yep. And they're a theocracy. They're a religious alliance. Yep. And they're very much focused on conquest and they yes. see humans as like a scourge that need to be eradicated yep. there's no like even attempt at conversion like nope. they don't want to bring you into the covenant because humans aren't seen as worthy they're just supposed to be eradicated yep. and so that is what the the master chief and the other spartans and the rest of the the unsc the the army the military is um supposed to be de- de- defending against and kind of the foil to the master chief who's like the main who's like the hero of the humans is this arbiter and he's an elite he's an alien, elite alien soldier he's got like these four mandibles for a mouth yeah i can't think of what their <laughs> species is called but yeah they're yeah. what the humans call them are elites elites yeah so mm-hmm. um but yeah and actually the fun fact about arbiter is like i, I think from halo 2 mm-hmm. like it's actually not a good thing in the covenant like yeah. it's actually like a branding, mm-hmm. and like you're basically you're a t- you're a tool to be you're used. A tool to be used, which is hilarious yeah, because it actually is an even greater foil. Because he was he was the head of the elites yep. in Halo One, and then because Master Chief beat them, he's like given this disgrace. Like, disgrace. Yep. Like you're not even a you're not even a person anymore. Yeah. Now you are just a tool. We still recognize that you have value because of your military yep. ability, but all we're gonna call you is arbiter. We don't call you by your name anymore. And yeah. you're you're branded as like this just this role. This is all you are yeah. anymore. So it's interesting because they have opposite paths, whereas like 
Master Chief is almost like a machine who's elevated. Like he is a, a person and a hero oh, who yeah. is like thrown to the bottom, oh, wow. right? So, yeah, um, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, it's interesting. I've never thought about that. Yeah, I just just um. kind of came to me. So, but it's interesting because <laughs> they start off as enemies, and yep. you you're playing in Halo Two as both. You do, you alternate yeah. levels, Stories, playing, yep. as, mm-hmm. playing as Master Chief, playing as Arbiter, and I always like playing as Arbiter because you can go invisible, makes the levels <laughs> oh, yeah, huh? yeah, easy yeah. to spam. Yeah, easy to hack and just yes. kind of sneak through Active the levels. Active camo, yeah. Active camo, sneak up behind people, hit them with the laser sword, and <laughs> it's su- yeah, super easy to spam those levels yes. <laughs> with the active yes. camo. Um, but they eventually come together and develop a sort of like grudge. They have to work together by necessity to yes. defeat the flood. But there's kind of this grudging respect that grows between them to a real admiration, you know. Yes. Um, so what what does this have to do with with us, Ethan? But that's I think that's like that's what I was you know going to was that that. You know, we should not see others as anything other than a son or daughter of, of Christ, of God. Right? What and, if they're a Trump supporter, Ethan? <laughs> but, Sorry, trigger but, warning. <laughs> labels, right? Okay, labels, we, we right. can label as many people yeah. as we want. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at that guy and I see, oh, he's an older guy. Oh, he's probably a Trump supporter. He's a righty, mm-hmm. you know. Instead of focusing on that fact, instead, mm-hmm. maybe I should look at them and say, oh, no, you mm-hmm. are a beautiful son of God, mm. right? What if what if they're <laughs> transgender, blue hair, radical feminist? They're a beautiful son or daughter of God. Even if they're pro-choice? Even if they're pro-choice. Wow. Yep. I don't know if I, don't know <laughs> if I like what you're telling me here, Ethan, because... I have been told by CNN and the Daily Wire and Fox News <laughs> that those people are the problem and those people are a threat to our democracy and to our country. Um, so that we're triggering everyone. <laughs> what are you doing? Devil's advocate to the like T. You're going to go down in like the. Uh, you're like Nick. And this was our final oh episode of gosh. Pop Culture Catechism. Yeah. We got canceled. Goodbye. After this. Bye. <laughs> it's been yeah. a good run, Ethan. Uh, hey. No. So um, I'm. I'm. The reason I'm. I'm speaking this way is because I think so often we just we see other people, and as you said, we label them yep. as oh that's somebody on the left, or that's somebody on the right. Or that person is oh they're from they're from this country or they're from this background yep. oh they're a boomer yep I can write that them off because they're a boomer oh, yeah. oh yeah. they're Gen Z Gen's, millennials Gen X. Yeah, yeah they're just ugh, you know ugh. forget about them um, yeah so or they have no value they yeah they're no... transgender forget about them oh he's just cisgender he needs to check his privilege you know we forget yeah. about them you know yeah. we so how often do we write people off because yes. of these labels yes. we refuse we prejudge them it's the very definition of prejudice and we're being we're being very hyperbolic. Because we truly believe in this, but we've also failed at this. Yeah, right. For sure. I am not perfect. Yeah, I have done things either. that have hurt people. Yeah. I have said things that have hurt people, mm-hmm. and I have seen the downfall of that. Yeah, and too. how I am treated afterwards. And I don't blame anybody for treating me yeah. like that because I did the exact same thing to them. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to look at our past and say, "No, I should not have acted like that. I probably need to repent. I probably need to go to confession yeah. for those those things that I have said." Uh-huh. But in the end, to then shift our perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. And to realize that, no, whoever that person is, they are purely a son and daughter of God. Well, and it's interesting because what do they, what do, they do to the arbiter is they give him, they change his name. They take away his name, right? What did they do to John when he became a Spartan? They took away his, his name. name. Now you are Spartan 117, oh right? Gosh, yes. And what does, wow. what does the covenant do to him? They call him a demon. 
They take away his name. And what is the purpose of that? Is dehumanization. Even though the arbiter is not human, he like I right. would I would argue he is a person. He's like Absolutely. a he's a, a rational thinking Absolutely. creature created by God. Yep. Um, so you know we haven't had rational space. We haven't had space aliens. <laughs> yeah, so our, right. Our theology yeah, has this hypothetical really theology. We haven't quite caught up to that. We don't understand how that all works yet. Um, but this is me speculating. But how often in our world? Do we throw the label on somebody as a way of dehumanizing of them, of devaluing them? Uh, that's that's not an unborn child with a, with a name. That is a clump of cells. That is just a fetus. Never mind that the word fetus means child. Okay, but um, but we you know we don't ever call a fetus a fetus unless you're in medical terms or we're talking about abortion, yeah. right? If yeah. notice somebody says, "Oh, how's your baby doing?" We don't say, "Oh, how's, how's your, your fetus, fetus doing?" <laughs> like we only use it when we're trying to dehumanize. Okay, mm-hmm. and now that's the example of of somebody on the left. Mm-hmm. Here's what it often looks like: like somebody on the right. Oh, they're they're an illegal. Oh, right. Oh, they're oh, just an illegal my. immigrant, oh. right? Or they're just a libtard, right? Ooh, or they're just they're ah. just a they're just a trans. Oh, That's what they are. Hurting, right? Me, dude. So oh. we we throw all these labels around yeah. all the time. Or yeah. even in 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 Catholic speak, and again, this is this is not to judge anyone because yeah. I've I've done this too. Yeah. But they're a Protestant. Oh, Ooh. they're a um. You know what they are? They are a Christer Catholic. They're a Christmas and Easter Catholic. They're a nominal Catholic. Shopping cart Catholic. They're a shopping cart Catholic. They're a cafeteria Catholic. They're a lapsed Catholic, right? Oh, that person, they're really a solid Catholic, right? We have all these pre-judgments. We have all this prejudice that we use to write people off, right? So, um, and it, it's, 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 it's lowering their value. Yep. So I think that's a real, there's a lesson in Master Chief and yes. Arbiter in coming to recognize, even though we have all these differences between us, even though <laughs> you're a genetically bred human cyborg, and I am this alien species with four mandibles for a mouth, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like even they, they can see through that to see mm. the common dignity. Yeah. Um, maybe I can see it in the drag queen or mm. the Trump supporter, or, you know, maybe, yeah. I, maybe, maybe I can do that too. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You said something, there's this line that comes up over and over again. I want you to explain it because you know uh, the stuff better than me. Yes. The were it so easy. Can you explain were this? It, how does, how does this line come up over and over again? Were it so easy. Yeah. Right. Keith David, phenomenal casting choice. Who is, who is that? Uh, Arbiter. Oh, he's the yes, Arbiter. Yes. The okay, Arbiter. Gotcha. Yes. Um, um, I was like, so when is, when's, the, when's the first time that uh, works so, so easy comes so, up? So, and this is the, something that I was going to say as well was that um, you know these games. I think, thankfully, four exists because I think four does the best job at showcasing all of these things that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, because unfortunately, I don't think that any of the other ones do that well of a good of good of a job. Right? Mm-hmm. It's more so just about the action. Right? Yeah, it's kind of implied in yes, some ways. Right? But four kind of says it explicitly. Yeah. Right. Um, and but anyways, were it so easy? Um, so he says it at the beginning after Chief has, you know, crashed down to Earth from Halo mm-hmm. 3, right? He says mm-hmm. it at Halo 3, crashes down from Earth, or from the sky, from the space, into and, Earth. Into Earth. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, Sergeant Johnson, one of the other Marines, come and find him with Arbiter in mm-hmm. tow. And he wakes up from, you know, being, <laughs> landing on Earth. Yeah. And he goes and he pulls his pistol out and he goes to shoot Arbiter. Mm-hmm. And jo- and Johnson's like, whoa, 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 we're not killing him. Yeah, Arbiter's um, helping us. He's our friend now. <laughs> yeah. And and Arbiter says, were it so easy. Mm. Were it so easy, meaning they have such a history of being yes. on opposite sides. Yes, murdering 
all of their people, right? Yeah. Arbiter's killed thousands of humans at this point, right? And, and John's killed. John has killed thousands of the Covenant. It depends on how good you are at the game, right? <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I you can don't check, know. You can check your stats, but probably a lot. <laughs> probably yeah. a lot. Yeah, especially but, those little grunts. Super <laughs> Exactly. <easy. laughs> like, come on. Like, you probably go and find some just yeah. to kill them, right? And just yeah. hear them squeal. But okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides the point. Um, but yeah, so so were it so easy to f- to break away those yeah. boundaries? It's not right? easy it's to get past not prejudice. easy to do that, but it's possible. But it is possible, mm-hmm. right? And so throughout the, the events of the game, mm-hmm. right, they finally through all this bloodshed and almost dying a thousand times or dying if you know mm-hmm. your player yeah probably oh, yeah, died, died especially times. the flood levels god <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. Uh. die go into options lower the difficulty <laughs> not doing I legendary. started out on legendary but yeah. this isn't easy yeah no skulls no skulls <laughs> yeah lasso um uh but anyways so you get to the end right and they get to the end and they're both trying to escape the halo ring that's about to explode, right? For like the nth time. I mean, mm. halo rings have exploded. I mean, they're made to explode. So. Uh, well, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, and, you know, Chief gets lost, right? In space. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the portal does not uh, finish taking him. It takes Arbiter's half of the ship, mm-hmm. but not his half of the ship. Right. And so Chief's lost in space. So everybody thinks he's dead, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a memorial service, mm-hmm. and he's talking to one of the admirals. And the admiral says, you know, um, like, um, yeah, we're, you know, we're going to miss him, we're basically. Miss him, yeah. Like, and Arbiter says, were it so easy? Yeah, like, were it so easy to kill him? Like, exactly, like, right? Ar- Arbiter is the one who has hope that, like, John's not dead. Right. He's still around. He's, he's <laughs> been through this massive journey, yeah. right, mm-hmm. to stop the covenant, to stop the flood, right? Mm-hmm. All of it. Is done after yeah. this. It's like he's the one that has the greatest respect and hope in him. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. All these people are saying he's dead. He's gone mm-hmm. forever, right? Mm-hmm. But Arbiter knows deep down inside, mm-hmm. were it so easy to kill him? Yeah. I've seen people try to kill him, mm-hmm. and he's not that easy to kill. Yeah, so it's it's not easy to overcome that prejudice and to reconcile after there's been real wrongs, yeah. It's but it is possible. And what you forge after doing that it's not easy to break. Yeah. Right? And that's something I've learned oh, in my own relationships and my own marriages. Like, and this is something uh, the, my spiritual director, uh, he's a Capuchin Franciscan, and he told us in our marriage prep with me and my wife, is he says, the strongest marriages are not the ones that never have issues. Mm. They're the ones that are really good at reconciling mm. after the fights. And if you compare like, couples that break up to couples that stay together, the couples that stay together don't fight less. They're just better. They're, it's the way they fight. Mm. They see it as... We're on the same team. The problem is the enemy, not you're the enemy and I'm fighting against you. Because if one of you wins, then the other one loses, right? Mm-hmm. But if we're fighting together cooperatively, it's a co-op, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Marriage is a co-op, is co-op mode, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not P- it's not PvP. No, right? it's not, yeah, definitely so, co-op. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and... Then when you reconcile, what you formed is so much stronger. And I've mm. seen that in my own marriage. Like there's things that mm. used to really like get to me about my wife and the way she would act and vice versa. But now that we've like talked about those things and worked through them, like it's like, I don't have to worry about that. Like I know we're good. Yeah. I know I know we're we're fine. And that little that little thing she said or the way she looked at me or the thing I said or the way I looked at her, or the thing I did or didn't do, like I know that's not a thing. Yeah. Like it, it might have been able to cut the little thread of a connection we had when yeah. we were first marriage, yeah. but now this strong rope that has yes. been that we've built over years together, Absolutely. you know, like it's not a it's not a not a thing anymore. So I I, yeah. I love that you bring marriage so to it, yeah, because I'm about to bring the friendship to it. Great, I 
had a friend when I was in fifth grade, and we broke apart. We mm-hmm. uh, separated. He had to choose between two different people, mm. me or another person. And um, and so that was terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Devastating for me. He chose um, the other person. He chose the other person. Ooh, that hurts. And so, so that like hurt me, haunted yeah. me. No. And um, and so eventually, I don't even remember how it happened, but basically we just slowly collided back together mm-hmm. through our shared, you know, loves and interests. Mm-hmm. And um, like nowadays, like he's over and he's actually in DC, mm-hmm. um, studying to become a doctor. Oh, that's so cool. Um, and like, like. That, you know, pain that he caused me, and I've, you know, I've caused him tons of pain too, like mm-hmm. I'm not perfect, mm-hmm. um, but to know that our friendship is actually way more beautiful, mm-hmm. I don't know if we would have been where we are now without that happening, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and right, like you said, like the rope, right, mm-hmm. like the bond of, of this, of this, you know, terrible thing that happened to see it change both me and him yeah. to become way better people, right? Yeah. Um, like when you reinforce that that break, it becomes stronger than the rest of it because it's been yeah, reinforced. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I, you know, so. and I, and um, I hate bringing it up now because it's like you know, just I don't want to, you know, it's our past. Yeah, know? it's gone. Um, it's gone, right? Water under the bridge. Um, yeah. and and but but for me, like I will always, I will always remember that as 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 our way of. Of becoming that stronger bond, yeah, right, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, being able well, to and that's, together. that's the beautiful thing about grace. I mean, it's why we call the day of crucifixion Good Friday, mm-hmm. right? Because God makes sense of the senseless, mm-hmm. and He gives meaning to our pain. It's why we have the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. Is we mm-hmm. what Jesus did on the cross, and instead of being this awful um, defeat and suffering, the torture and death of an innocent man who we believe is God, like instead of the death of God. It's the victory of God over death, right? Mm. Instead of Christ being crucified, he crucified death. And so when we go through that suffering, God can give meaning to that if we unite it through prayer to the, and the sacraments to the cross, mm-hmm. where even that heartbreak in you has now become in some sense a good. Yep. It's, it's a little good Friday, Absolutely. right? And that is a joy of your life where you can look back and say, Look, look at what God did, yeah. right? And so when you face the next suffering, mm. now you can look back, just like the Israelites looked back at the, um, the hardships in the desert and, and when they were enslaved in Egypt, they look back and they say, remember what God did for us. Mm. Has anyone looked to the Lord and, and, and you know, in, in, has anyone looked to the Lord in hope and been rebuffed and been disappointed? Like, mm. no, the Lord is faithful. He did it then. He can do it again, Absolutely. and he's going to do it again. And so it gives us faith for going through future hardships. Yeah. And what once used to crush us now gives us hope. Yeah. So well, and I and I think I think about all my other friends, and you know, we can challenge each other. Mm-hmm. But that friend specifically, mm-hmm. Connor. I just wanted to say his name. I love you, Connor. Shout out, uh, Connor. I you love rock. you. I love you. Uh, <laughs> uh, like to like to have our bond. I could, we challenge each other on an entirely different level now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, 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 you know, we know so much more about each other now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I mean, that's like, uh, you know, I, I will never, you know, I will never look at what happened and be upset about it, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. because God is good 
and he did this uh-huh. for me. So uh, this is the, the ex-Catholic theology teacher coming out me. It reminds me of the story of Joseph in the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis. Mm. He's sold into slavery by his brothers. Oh, yes. Right? But oh, then wow. at the end, it ends up saving their whole family, which mm. is the basis of the, the, of the Hebrew people, mm. because he ends up preventing this famine in Egypt. Mm. And his, his brothers, who sold him into slavery years before, have to come to Egypt seeking refuge. Mm. And he is there in charge, and he's able to give them that refuge. Yep. And when they finally figure out it's him, when he finally reveals himself, they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. And he says, but do not – he's like, do not be – I forget exactly what it says, but it's like, don't be downhearted, brothers. Like, y- it was meant for evil, but God meant it for good. Oh, God man. knew what he was doing and, like, sent me here, right? So don't blame yourselves. And it's like, ooh, to have that perspective <laughs> of Joseph – like, man, man, tingles, that. man. Yeah. That's making me tingles. like, oh, I'm getting yeah. And so the oh. challenge, the challenge for us in today's day and age is when we face those disappointments and terrible betrayals, yes. like being yes. thrown into oh, a man. well yep. and our death faked and then being sold into slavery yep. by our yep. brothers, brothers, right? Our oh older brothers gosh. who are supposed to take care of us. Like God meant it for good. God took what the enemy meant for evil and he meant it for good. He makes sense of the senseless. And so uh, listeners, if you're going through something right now, like if there's something where I I just encourage you, take it to the Lord in prayer, like have, find a friend who can pray with you. And it may seem really dark. You may seem like Joseph thrown in the bottom of the well, getting hauled off into slavery, (laughs) but just know that if we turn these things over to the Lord, like our story is not over, you know, and, and God can take even that pit and make a huge victory Amen. out of it. So, yeah, yeah. I just want to, I know it's hard to see when you're in that pit, but Absolutely. I want to encourage you, get some get some some people to help you turn to God in prayer, throw yourself on and the mercy of God. And you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not. You're not alone. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I want to talk, I think this is the, the last theme I want to talk about is religion gets a pretty bad rap in Halo. <laughs> right? The only religion there is, is this like theocratic, violent fundamentalism yeah of the the covenant you know you, you think of the worst times in christian history like when 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 charlemagne was doing like forced conversions you know you you think of the the most you know like like 911 bombings like the worst thing the worst things religion have ever done like yeah. that's what the covenant is yeah. and that's the only religion in in you know the um that's the only religion in the in the whole series yep. you know yeah <laughs> so and it, it turns out to be a lie at yep. the end, right? Yes, because yeah. like that's Arbiter is betrayed because yeah. he figures out that all this whole great journey, great journey, is gonna kill him. Is gonna kill it's them an all. entire race. Yeah, uh-huh. like it's gonna kill everything. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, yeah. So how do how do we <laughs> how do we how do we make sense of this as Christians? Mm. Um, like, what lesson can we take from this? Well. I don't know exactly where you uh, want well, to so yeah. let me let me yeah. let me let me throw something out. Let me throw something out. Is I think there's a like looking back at Christian history mm-hmm. and looking back at religious history throughout the the years. Like there's a ton of good that has come from Christianity, like hospitals and and universities, yep. like and and you know salvation. Yes. <laughs> you know Catholic social teaching. Like I love the church. I used to cheat. Che- I used to teach church history. So like I know all the good and the bad that has happened. I like studied it at the graduate. Crusades. Gradu- yeah, crusades. I studied it at the graduate <laughs> level. I know. I know the ins and outs of all those controversies. Um, but there's so much good that the church has done. Mm. So much good. But mm. also, 
sometimes the church has really abused its power. Mm. And and Amen. I've been hurt by people in the church too, you know, like people that I've looked up to mm. and people that I've been partners in ministry with and I've like been excited about what we're going to do together and mm. like betrayal, like total yeah. betrayal that makes it hard for me to trust people. Yeah. So I think it's a reminder for us that just because we're Christians, just because we are followers of the one true king, just because we are followers of Jesus and what we believe to be the one true church, to have some humility that we can do a lot of evil, yeah, right? And it's not like you don't even have to look to church history. You can look in the church today and see yep. abuse Amen. and cover-ups of abuse. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so I think it it's, behooves us to not just look at Halo and be like, ah, you know, that's just a mockery of religion. Mm. That's just, you know, that's not what real Christianity is. Like, I believe it's not what real Christianity is, but it's what real Christians have done. Yes. We have done yes. stuff like that. Absolutely. Like, we have destroyed entire yes. peoples. Yes. You know, prosecuted the, people. Yeah, I mean, in the I name mean, of Christ, right? Yeah. Like, their, and their culture. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I think, I think there is real. There's a real lesson for us that, you know, we are, we are sinners through and through, mm. you know, but by the grace of God, and that's part of the, that's part of the proof of the church for me is that like still 2000 years later, like we're still here and like still doing good, even though like we're all sinners and we, we hurt people all the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, and anyway. I think, I think this is like, this is coming to the point where like, I think that Halo does an injustice mm -hmm. and that like. You know, so the end of the covenant is no, everybody died. Like all the covenant, like not, uh, you know, all the covenant. Like obviously, like they didn't murder all the grunts, they didn't murder all the elites, they didn't murder all those, you know, beings. But like they end the covenant, they end the religion, right? Yeah. And so obviously there's the proto empire at least. Yeah. Basically, yeah, they've proto. You know, obviously like like a very good analogy, just like Star Wars. Like mm -hmm. you know, even though they destroy the empire, like obviously there are also sects that come out, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but. Um, sects, sects, S -E -C -T -S. yes, yes. Yeah. I, you know, I use that word a lot, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah. So, and I think that's like, that is why it's like frustrating me. Cause like, you know, the prophets die, like they murdered mm. them in cold yeah. blood. Mm -hmm. You know, there was no chance for forgiveness. Yeah. Right. And I mean, like, I think that if, if nothing else is a showcase to us, like, like we can forgive, there is another way. Yeah. Right. And I think in a war, like, we're so easy to be like, just murder him, just take him out. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, I mean, even thinking about it, like Osama bin Laden, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we murdered him in cold blood secretly, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, that's terrible, awful, right? Yeah. Doesn't, yes, he did a terrible thing, you know, yes. But he yeah. also, even the terrible things that he has done, mm -hmm. he deserves forgiveness, right? I mean, why do we yeah. have prisons, right? Yeah. You don't just go and murder all the, mm -hmm. the bad people, right? They go there to be rehabilitated and to be able to grow as people, right? Instead of going and, you know, I mean, look at, I mean, oh, man. I, You're going to get us in trouble with that Jesus talk, man. <laughs> I mean, like, look at the Holocaust. They were all thrown away, yeah, right? They yeah, were all absolutely. thrown into, thrown into away, gas yeah. chambers mm -hmm. and burned alive. I mean, like, these terrible atrocities, mm -hmm. right? But even then... The Germans should have still been, and they did get eventually get forgiven, mm -hmm. right? Um, well, and yeah, the, the the German people. So here here's what I I I I see in what you're saying is, it's like it's so easy to scapegoat. Yes. Right. Yes. And why why is there's all this animosity towards the Jews historically? I mean, there's they kind of have a. a peculiar and i don't mean that in any derogatory sense but they they have intentionally a culture that sets them apart yep right that tries to preserve their culture apart from the dominant culture and yep. that's that's part of the purpose of the law of moses yep and 
uh, so they've they've always been seen as a little weird as outsiders, and then they get scapegoated and blamed as mm. the one the ones who killed Jesus. Yeah. You know, which church teaching it says, go read Nostre Aetate. It's a document from Vatican II. It means in our time, like it, we cannot. It is against church teaching. To, to blame that on the Jews. We can't blame it on even on all the Jews of that time, but yeah. definitely you can't blame it on Jews right. today. Yes. Right? Like right. that is that is a distortion yeah. and of, of 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 Catholic teaching. Yeah. But it's so easy to you know, scapegoat yep. Osama bin Laden, even though he's like huddling in a bunker in the middle of Pakistan, like what's what's he gonna do? Like, but we as a country, for some reason we felt like we needed to put him in the ground. Right. You know? Um yeah. Saddam Hussein was executed. I mean, the, the uh, Iraq did that. We yeah. didn't. We didn't. It wasn't the United States that did that. But I, yeah. I think of, I, I see, I see hints of this even in some, some like the like I, I would call myself an anti-racist, and I, yep. I definitely against racism. And yep. you can watch my other stuff that we've done on racism. <laughs> like I'm, very I'm much very, not I've, racist. I, yeah. Yes. So I very much am an advocate for anti anti-racism. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see in some of the more toxic parts of that movement a scapegoating of white people yep right Absolutely. especially of white men yep you know i don't i don't say that because i feel defensive or because i'm fragile or something like that yeah but like that's where this leads yep. it, like the when we say that like oh the jews killed jesus and we're two thousand years later like there there's something similar there to to yep. to those who some, some, and again, like I, I, I think there is such a thing as yeah. white privilege, but yep. there can be in some of the more toxic elements of anti-racism where they're scapegoating yep. white people. Like you're the source yeah. of all our problems. Right. Not to deny any of the problems that a lot Not, of white people right. cause a lot yes. of black people. But, Rightfully so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But your anger is right. There like, can be a real, yeah. a real scapegoating. Yes. You know. So yeah. I think that's something for us to be aware of. Whenever, whenever we start saying them. Oh, they're the problem. Gosh. Oh, they're the wow. problem, right? Yeah. And here, and and we do this so often in our culture because it gets views, yep. right? You pick the craziest oh, lib yeah. you can find, oh, and man. Michael Knowles is. Oh, yeah. I, I appreciate some things Michael Knowles yeah. says, but Michael Knowles and Matt Walsh are gonna make fun mm-hmm. of them and put them up, and then we yeah. think, see this? This is what the left do. Yeah. This is yeah. what they do. I, you know, because they hate I, you. I, you know, they I hate America's name, but yeah, but, you know that like. Oh, well, man. and then like the Young Turks and. And, oh yeah, and CNN on the mm-hmm. on the left, they do the same thing to the yeah. right. They find the craziest right wing person they can. Mm-hmm. They say, "See, this is what they're really about." They, this, they, they, what they them, are really right? about. Pay attention to they, yeah. in them, right? Like they say this, but really, see how crazy this person is. Really under the surface, this is they what all right wing people yeah. are like. You know, this is really what they want. Jason Everett said something. So he's a famous chastity speaker. He said something on Pints with Aquinas mm-hmm. with Matt Frad the other day. He's like, you know, we we. So you know we see these caricatures of what the oh, quote unquote yeah. other side is like, but it's like when you meet these people and talk to them, they're just like you and me. They're people. They're people trying to try their best. A glorious and son or daughter of God. A beautiful son or daughter of God. Yes. And yeah, yeah. The example he gave, and I think it's beautiful, is like the he's like he's like I've spent dozens, hundreds, probably hours talking with people who struggle with their gender identity, with trans people, with young trans people. I've spent so much time talking to them. And he's like, and you know what they look like? They don't look like a drag queen twerking in front of your kids at drag queen story hour. What they look like is, you know, a man who is going to work to support his family and he comes home at night and he doesn't feel like a man and, and he's struggling with that. 
yeah. on the inside and there's there's a part of him that feels more like a woman yeah. or it's it's a young girl in a high school who doesn't feel like she's a real woman because well, who knows why but yeah. maybe because she doesn't look like the the model she sees on oh. instagram she's always been a little different than oh. the other girls mm -hmm. and she like the way her body's developing like she's uncomfortable with it she's uncomfortable with the way people look at her yeah and 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 I mean, I can relate to uh, all of that. Yes. I am a stay-at-home yes. dad who loves musical theater, okay? I am gender non-conforming in so many ways. dancing in the okay? bathroom again, Mike? <laughs> like, there is so much about, um, yeah. like, so much about myself. And, and I mm. wonder if I had grown up as, as, a, as a sensitive boy in today's day and age, mm. would, there, would there be a part of me? And so uh, the reason I bring that up is because I think it's a reminder for us to always look at the other as an us. Yep. Always look at them as an us. Yes. Always look at Arbiter as <laughs> as us, right? Always look as the demon as really it's John. Yeah. You know? And not to say um, that there won't be struggles, right? Yeah, because or that or that there's thing that people that need correction or not sometimes right. that you don't need to speak truth to power and sometimes stand up and say, Hey, you're wrong and what you're doing is really hurting people. Yeah. You know? Because we do need to do that too. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Yeah, we got off track there a little bit. We but, did, but it was. I think it's good. I think it's good. <laughs> um, anything else we need to say about Halo and how awesome it is? I love it. I love it. It is, too. It is probably my. It always is changing, but like Kingdom Hearts and Halo, but Halo, mm -hmm. dude, will be one of my, if not my favorite franchise mm -hmm. of all time. Yeah, it is. Very brilliant. Sorry, go awesome. ahead. Well, I just uh, before we close, I want to give a shout out to uh, Bobby Angel and Word on Fire because they did a really good. Thank um, you. They they did a good series called God in Gaming, and yes. I, I know I know he's specifically a fan of Halo. So Please I just want to give a check shout out it out. Yeah, it's cool. And uh, one one of our friends, Sean Beeson, who is a, a fantastic uh, Catholic composer, he's like amazing musician, um, and his wife's been on my show on the Cardi B episode, okay. um, Laura. And uh, anyway, so he was he was on that and talked about being a composer for video game scores and that sort of thing. So anyway, I, I, I highly recommend God in yeah. Gaming. Yeah. Uh, it's good. They do a so, whole thing about yeah Halo yeah, and, and they they interviewed Jonathan Blevins too, who was on yes. my, who was on my yeah, show. He's I finished it. Ninja's brother, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so shout out shout out to Jonathan Blevins. Shout out to Bobby Angel and Word on Fire. They're doing good work. So um, I told my listeners that at the beginning, our listeners, they're our, they're they're yours uh, you're as right, much you're as right. they are mine. That's right. Our listeners. Our listeners. <laughs> Um, that at the end of the show, we would give them a gospel takeaway. So what's one thing you're going to take away with you that's like going to help you live the gospel today? I mean, it's very much, very much the like, not they and us mm. um, and, and to, to try to journey more with people mm. instead of, instead of keeping them at a far, a far like arm's length, mm -hmm. take, Taking them in, mm -hmm. realizing who they are as a person, mm. right, and being able to grow with them. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's a fancy Catholic word for that. Oh yeah, solidarity. Oh, it's like a being of one heart and mind. Yes. One or Pope Francis often talks about accompaniment. Yeah, right? you I accompany mean, each other on the journey. I mean, yeah. discipleship. Discipleship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're following. You're following together. Yeah, it's yeah. very good. Um, um, yeah. So I think mine. That's that's beautiful. Mm. I think mine is the the temptation to fundamentalism and the mm. temptation to self-righteousness that i mean i believe that i got the truth because i got jesus and i got his church you know mm. like i 100 percent i am i am drinking i am <laughs> drinking the jesus juice and riding the catholic <laughs> jesus train you know like i am i'm behind it 100 um but i want to remember to have some humility mm. 
and doesn't make me better than anyone and that with great power comes great responsibility, <laughs> you know? And so, and to not, not abuse that. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's yeah. my takeaway. So beautiful as well. Would you close us in prayer? I would happily. Do awesome. It. Listeners, viewers, wherever you are, let's take a moment and pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, we, th- we thank you for this time that we've had. We thank you for all of the media that we are able to take in so that by taking it in, we can look at it and see the good in it and to try to incorporate all those things that we've learned throughout into our own lives. Lord, I just ask that um, everyone here, everyone listening, and me and Mike as well, that we can just continue to grow as people, to take away all the labels, and to just truly live as sons and daughters of Christ in a way that is absolutely heaven on earth. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen. And the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. You have such wisdom for a young man. I don't actually know how old you are, but I know you're like twenty-four. You're twenty-four. Yes. Like you are. You're wise beyond your years, man. Thank you. You're wise beyond your many years. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I I just. I. uh, I thank. Yeah. So like so much of the show wouldn't happen without Ethan. So uh, I definitely am grateful for you, man. do you you know do you have any sort of online presence where people can no, find you? Or, um, no, don't go looking. Don't go looking. There's some. I mean, you know, uh, uh, if nothing else, the best way to support me is to support Awaken. Mm, yeah. And one of the things that you could do is go to the Catholic merch store. Oh. It's catholicmerch.store, I believe. All right, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you look as beautiful as you are on the inside, on the outside, right? That's yeah, yeah. His, uh That's his Nick's thing. Yeah. So these, um, so catholicmerch.store has, like, clothing and mugs and all sorts of yes. Catholic paraphernalia. I don't yes. know if that's a bad word to use. No, but, I don't uh, think so. But, um, yeah, and it is all designed by Nick and Sophia, our graphic yes. designer. Yeah. And so they're not things you'll find other places. I think they'd make great gifts yeah. for like a graduation really cool. or a, a confirmation. Yeah, I've given. I like have. That. I have purchased a gift for my sister. Yeah. So I gave mm-hmm. it to her for Christmas. Yeah, and it all 100% supports our ministry. Awaken. Yes. So. Uh, also, some oh, if you so I always say the best way to support the show is to share it with somebody. So if you know somebody mm-hmm. who's a huge Halo fan or video game fan or yes. just somebody who would benefit from something that we said. So if if as we were speaking, you were like, "Ooh, makes that's me think cool. of this person," <laughs> like send it to them, take a screenshot, send them the link. Um, that's the best way to support us, and that's how the show has been growing and, and doing pretty pretty well, if I do say so yeah, myself. I think so too. So, uh, but also the Awakening Catholic app, which is just getting a, a huge update, uh, has lots of great. Uh, Catholic prayers in Spanish and English and Latin and there's it's a hub for all our shows it has good music from musicians like Mike Mangione and it's just a it's a good community of like-minded people and if you really love our show and you love what you're doing and you want to love what we're doing and you want to support Awakening Catholic go to popculturecatechism.com and become a patron uh, there's one of six giving levels all of which come with perks and you get access to patron exclusive content all the talks I give in my speaking ministry as well as exclusive content that we produce uh, 
uh, in addition to the episodes. So you get little extra insights and extra stuff that we do. Uh, you can, depending on your giving level, you get access to all my show notes. You get to see what we did talk about, we didn't talk about, all that stuff. So uh, we are very thankful for our patrons, all of our patrons, but especially Carl and Melissa Gore, Bob and Lisa Tenney, Maggie and Steve Hubbard, Tom and Emily Camberiotti. Um, and uh, Darlene and Jay McCaffrey. So thank you to our patrons. Thank you to all our listeners. We can only do what we do because you do what you do. So uh, we love you and Jesus loves you more.